Silver Cross Sudbury sells new and recycled home healthcare equipment to a growing market for seniors, caregivers, and others in need of various mobility and accessibility aids. Now, the best news, let me tell you. Silver Cross Sudbury is hiring a service technician. If you're interested, here's the main responsibility of this role. Efficiently completing installation of stair lifts, wheelchair lifts, home elevators, and other mobility products. Okay, the sex, the, the sex, I can't say that word. The successful candidate is a hardworking individual who understands the unique challenges faced by our clients, primarily dealing with seniors and individuals with disabilities. If you qualify, you need two plus years of repair or installation experience, two plus years of mechanical electrical experience, and two plus years, preferably working directly with clients, preferably in older homes. Now, if you're interested in this role, please contact Silvercross Subri and Dean and Chantal Jacqueline at 705-222-0700 or visit them at 760 Notre Dame Avenue here located in Subri. Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon Just stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon now come on people, live with me Where the light has never shone And my hornets flock like hummingbirds Speaking in a foreign tongue This is my life, this is my life, this is my life, my life This is my life, this is my life, this is my life, my life Okay, welcome everybody, what is going on? Welcome to Week 146 of Behind the Bench. We have another great episode for you today, folks. You can find Behind the Bench podcast on all streaming platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter or X. All at either BTB podcast, double underscore, or Behind the Bench. And you can also find us uh, on our website at www.behindthebench.co for all information regarding BTB. We have a lot of uh, merch coming up here, folks. We're in the works of uh, something, so stay tuned for that. We're trying to get a lot uh, of stuff on hand for the people, so stay tuned. And uh, we have a great week ahead of us here, uh, again, on Behind the Bench, nonstop here. Uh, we have Tommy, we have myself, Roberto, and Mace will be here for the four-pack, and uh, we have a great interview uh, on the way here, too. But, Tommy, let's uh, send it over to you. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm going to apologize for my voice again. I'm still battling this cold. It's kind of crazy. Uh, last week, I was down and out, and you guys were all making fun of me for taking my vitamins. Started taking my vitamins, got better as the weekend went on, and now I'm sick again. I feel like I'm sick again. Just a head cold, migraine. But we're 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 thriving. Anything for the pod. Um, things are good. I mean, we'll we'll dive into what happened this weekend with a few topics. Um, this weather we've been having, Alex, is I know we got a little bit of snow this week, making me excited for golf season. It's actually two weeks away, and I got reminded by Brett, two weeks I'm going to get fitted in Toronto. So March second is the day. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> Spending a little bit of cash. But it's okay. It's going to be beneficial for my golf game. Other than that, buddy, I'll send it over to you. 
and you have something nice in the background of your Zoom screen if you'd like to announce what you got back there. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> uh, we got some new threads up on the wall. Dude, I'm telling you, it looks good with the blue, though. I told you this yesterday. Yeah, it's a nice ambiance. Uh, it's like Gracer the... knew what your background of your room is. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> some new threads. Thanks, Gracer. Uh, What's that from? Why, why are you doing that? Check it out. Is that, is that a TikTok? Check it out. What, what is that? I don't know. New boot goofing. Got some new boots. <laughs> What's that? New boot goofing. Are you, you still on the TikTok it? trend? Like, are you must hum that app, eh? Well, I do it for us to see. I know, if but like, or do you go personally post. and you've spent like, let's say, an hour a night on this thing? I yeah, I, I jump from that to Instagram Reels. Like, it's just, do you ever use X? As in Twitter? Uh, nah, no, I'm not, not a, a big, big Twitter guy. I'm not a big Twitter I guy. I love Twitter. I think that's my most used app, in my opinion. Really? Hey? Yeah. Over in, over all those, 100%. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Wild. Sports takes and stuff. Anyways, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man. Uh, we're doing great. Doing great. Um, just been busy with school and uh, and teaching. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Nothing uh, too pressing uh, to report here. I'm trying to think. No, I think uh, I think we're all good. We watched. All we good. we watched the Wolfers Friday night, buddy. It's a good game. Yeah, we had a we had a good night Friday night. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. And, yeah, tons uh, of fun. Yeah, I mean they pummeled uh, Niagara, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get into we'll that a little bit later that. here yeah. in the show. But uh, okay, let's go into our uh, Tristan Ritchie at Lake City Realty Performers of the Week. Are you ready to make your real estate dreams come true in Sudbury? Look no further than Tristan Ritchie at Lake City Realty. Tristan is your dedicated, knowledgeable, and passionate real estate expert ready to guide you through every step of your property journey. Whether you're buying your first home, upgrading to your dream house, or selling a property, Tristan Ritchie has the experience and expertise to make it happen. With a deep understanding of the Sudbury market, Tristan will help you find that perfect property that suits your needs and budget. Tristan's local insight and dedication to ensuring you get the best deal possible. But it's not just about buying and selling. It's about creating a seamless and enjoyable real estate experience. Tristan prides himself on being a true partner on your journey. He listens to your goals and works tirelessly to make them a reality. So, if you're ready to embark on your real estate adventure and somebody reach out to Tristan Ritchie at Lake City Realty, your dream home is just a phone call away. Contact him today at 705-920-6109 and let's make your real estate dreams come true. You can also find Tristan Ritchie on all socials at Real Ritchie. Tommy, what do you got? Great ad read, buddy. Everyone listening, that is live every single week. So, Jim, you're getting better and every more comfortable. Every damn time. Every damn time. So, I got Garson. Boy, Garson connection here. Love to give props and cookies to uh, Garson hockey players. Uh, Devin Savignac, I sent it in the group. He plays in the CCHL, which is the Ottawa Junior League for the Navan grads. 22-game point streak, Jim. Set the franchise record. So, 22 consecutive games with the recording a point. He's got 56 points in 41 games, 29 Genovas, 29 goals. So no joke, and obviously going 22 games with a point is uh, is pretty legit. So um, a possible another candidate for the SPAD team eventually down the line, whenever he's done, will be in contact, Devin. But he is my performer this week. I love it. Love Devin Savignac. 
Savignac. Very nice. Thanks, buddy. Um, okay, mine is going to go to a friend of the show. One day, hopefully, we'll get him on the podcast. Um, he did play in a bench ball with us. I want to shout out Tyler Bertuzzi and wife Ashley Bertuzzi for uh, delivering baby Wilder Bertuzzi to the world. Um, baby boy Wilder Bertuzzi and also um, Bert cutting his hair uh, again for cancer, which is a fantastic cancer donation. He donated his hair. So all around great things happening in the Bertuzzi household. And uh, that baby Wilder Bertuzzi is going to be a fantastic golfer, and I'm going to call it right now. We'll see how early Bert gets him in, uh, gets him holding a golf club. But, uh, but yeah, big congrats uh, to them. That's amazing. See the family grow. Um, okay, job, let's thanks, bud. Let's get right into it. Let's go to our OHL recap. Thomas Laff, we're going to go uh, to the standings here. The Wolves are at the top of the East with a game at hand on Brantford, who's in second, Battalion in third, Oshawa, Ottawa, Mississauga, Kingston, and Barrie to round out the East. In the Western Conference, we have London still atop, Saginaw, Sioux, Kitch, 12th, that's your top five, followed by Owen Sound, Erie, Sarnia, and the Flint Firebirds and uh, Windsor Spitfires are currently out of a playoff spot. So, Tom, what's our uh, thoughts here so far? Uh, yeah. The Wolfers. Well, the Wolfers, um, first and foremost, they had a good week. Great game against the Sioux Wednesday. And, I mean, they played a lug team in Niagara. I mean, I don't want to harp on Niagara too much, but it wasn't really much of a hockey game. And, honestly, Jim, it was good to see that they didn't play lower to their caliber. Uh, I feel like sometimes the Wolves will match whoever they're playing skill-wise and just kind of go with how they're playing. And then the games are close. Like, I know Missy's a good team, and we'll, I kind of want to save that game for the end because that was probably the most entertaining game throughout the whole week. Um, but I had a look at the standings, and obviously you just mentioned them. I think every team in the first round, like, the higher seed's going to win. Like, I, I just can't see, like, a one seed losing to an eight seed. I know it, it was different last year. But the top end teams from the East and the West, like top three, top four, I just can't see them losing in the first round. Like, I Kitch was an AT last year. Like, there's, there's I, no I know that's what I mean. Like, Sudbury, no Oshawa, North Bay are all going to win their first round. The Sioux, Saginaw, like whoever you mentioned in the top of the West, London, London can't lose right now, man. Like, they're getting goals from their D men. Like, I'd, I'd like to actually pull the stat. Dickinson's supposed to go top three, top four in the NHL draft, too. I forgot to mention that. Like, we didn't even talk about this guy enough. When you have a, a stud like that on the back end with Bonk and all these other guys that are already drafted, man, they got something brewing over there in London. So, I know we text Max quite a bit in our group chat, but that's basically all I got. I mean, I know I'll know I'll send it over to you, and then we'll talk about that football game, as in Missy and the Wolves, <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, I think... Um... You know, it's 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 kind of that point of the season where kind of waiting for for playoffs, playoffs. now, right? Yeah. Everyone's kind of kind of, and you could see it in the way the Wolves play sometimes, um, for sure, especially against low lower end teams. But again, they play Niagara 
here on uh, Friday, and I mean, you could tell they were just leaps and bounds better than better than Niagara cookies. Uh, the Wolves, I gotta say, right now, and Mace, this is Mace's favorite player. He, I think, is such going to be such a key part, Tom, of the Wolves. Is Nathan Villeneuve? He yeah. has been fantastic. Yeah, he, like he just knows his role, and he can contribute on all, many fronts of the. Like he doesn't even play power play, um. So he contributes quite a bit, um, elsewhere. Like he's he's solid. He's been great. Well, you got to love guys that play crucial minutes for PK last couple minutes of the game if they're up by a goal, and he's yeah. a pest. Like he'll yeah. run through every check. Yeah. Piss everyone off in the other team. That's a good little shout out there, Jim. I like I like yeah. Philly. And you know, I, I just the Wolves are the Wolves look good. Uh, like they we know they can put the puck in the net. Is That's it, not gonna be their issue. Can't, it's just can they keep it out of their net? I mean, you give up seven to miss they were up if we go into the we can go into the Mississauga game. They're up like four nothing and then five two. And you know when the well, game you were watching seven, and texting the yeah. group. I, I couldn't believe that like, every win the you know, game eight seven in overtime. Like game should have never went to overtime. No, and Missy's a good hockey team. I'm not taking anything away from them. They'll finish mid pack in the East. Maybe went around. I I I can't see it, but they don't have front loaded talent like the Wolves do. You know what I mean? Like they're they young. They're young. Like they're. No, but they shouldn't be, be giving up seven chim against that team. I know it's kind of regular season. The wolves are kind of like shouldn't be waiting. giving up seven against any team. Like put it that way. Well, you know like I mean? I mean, it'd be different if they gave up seven against Londoners. Like you know what? Some like and they were in a shootout back and forth skill wise, and it was just a run and gun type of game. But a team like Missy Chim, like that's like a mid pack team in the OHL. There's no excuse for that. I, I know what you mean, like not giving up seven, but I can almost. Not allow it, but you know, let it slide if it's a team like London that can put up goals. I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it like as a coaching yeah. staff, they're probably way more frustrated I with just, Missy yeah. as it would be for a team like London. Yeah, and I mean, right now, like look at the Wolves. You know, I want I want Jakob Vondras to be the number one goalie. He's the draft pick. He's the one they brought in. But I mean, right now, I'm not. And people listening may not like this take. I'm not. I'm just not sold right now. Yeah, I'm me trying, neither, you know, Jim. I want to light a fire up this uh, up for this guy. Like, I need a little. I need to see a little bit more. Like, I just you're an NHL draft pick. Like, you shouldn't. I don't know. To me, yeah. like, he he has the chance, Jim. And listen, it's not all him. Yeah, it's I, not like the defense. Not. The de- you know uh, the Wolves D zone has always been. Uh, a problem. I but, think that's been the issue for decades, right? <laughs> decades. But <laughs> I don't know. I just what's what's one key? What what's one of the keys to success in the playoffs? Something goaltending. Goaltending. That's you need how a hog lost to You need a look at but look Jimmy, at Peter, look at Peterborough Simpson. You know what I mean? Like they need you need a hog goalie. He what's has the opportunity what's for London was good until he got hurt. Brochu. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. but Jim, he has an opportunity, and they're like. I'm speaking as a fan, you know, I, I don't know what the coaching staff is thinking, but to me, I think they're trying to figure out who the number one is. So like, you're telling me you have an opportunity and, to grab the net for the rest of the year and like go out and string a couple good games together like that. It, that's got to give you some confidence. Like I never was a goalie. Maybe I can ask, you know, one of our goalie friends when there's two good goalies, as in 
same type of caliber. It's like, I want to outweigh him. I want, I want the net. I want to play and I want to get hot right now. So I don't get out of the net. Like Jim, they're rotating games. It feels like every Friday night or whenever we're there, it's like, we don't know who's going to go in net. That's a scary feeling when you're one of the top teams in the league. You don't know who your number one goalie is, right? Like, yeah, we might see them that, split like, games in the playoffs. So that could be a I, thing. Like that's oh, insane. Yeah. It could be. I think, and I think that's why Kenny kept Vondras in that game. He could have pulled them multiple times. Yeah, because I think he but wants just, them to like, get used try to, to figure it out, man. Battle so, it out. Here's one for you. He Chen. also, I just, he was a noticeably smaller monkey suit compared to. <laughs> we'll have else. to once we get in the room, we'll measure it. We'll measure it. I know he's a tall, tall kid, but like, let's get him like you know, like uh, Matt Murray, like Megatron looking type of. I don't know. Dude, I think Matt Murray. Scared. Matt Murray looks massive in the net. He looks huge. It's 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 the monkey suit, yeah. But hey, in Vondras we trust, or whoever the tendy is, because this team's legit. I I would hate to see them, you know, lose out in the playoffs because it came down to team defense and, listen, and goaltending. That 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 it, that would be a kick in the face, Jim. It would be. We're saying this now, and listen, if one of them, Vandenberg or him, or even Krawczyk gets hot. Oh, you'll get your cookies on our show. You'll get your cookies. cookies. They will get the cookies. But we are just calling it how we see it right now. That and that is just. So, and this is the, this is the thought I wanted to bring up to you. I don't remember a team in the O or even the next pro level, NHL, AHL, that ran a two goalie system in the playoffs and to have done well. Like, I get it if one gets hurt and one comes in and takes the rest of the playoff series or, you know, goes all the way. But to me right now, it's like, are they going to split games in the playoffs? That's kind of scary. Like, it's usually one guy and it's your net. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, they have, let's see, how many games? They have about... Like, I know a few teams kind of split it if the starter is not very good and then, then he comes in, but like... If you're debating, you know what, you get game one, you get game two, then like we'll see. Uh, yeah. Like that that's kind of what it feels like they're gonna do. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, these next whatever 18, 17 games they have left. Well, right a guy. You gotta imagine Vonders is gonna get eighty to ninety percent of those starts. He should yeah. anyways, and yeah. just ride Help it out and, and figure it out. Figure it out. Um, leaders around the league, Romani and Goyette are tied in points at eighty four. Um pretty wild. Uh, yeah, Goyette what, player of the week as well, actually, Jim. Which yeah, player. player of the week, CHL player of the week. And uh goals against average goes to Michael Simpson at two point five four. So Tom, and here's the thing, like listen, the top five, the top five, and this is where my question of has goaltending got worse? Has defense got worse? Or has the players got just way more skilled in junior hockey? Well, I think because that's in every league. The top five in GEA, like we have three, we have a three goals against average in the top yeah, five in the league. Good. That's not very good. Um, I'll go to the point. Gone of, are the days that it used to be like two, one and a half. Like that's yeah, I, that, that's completely gone. I don't know if it'll ever come back, Jim. These guys are just too skilled and partially. I just don't think players buy into like systems as well as it used to be in the past. It's just run and gun. Run and gun. Like we'll go offense versus offense and we'll see what happens. Like it must drive coaches insane. Like, you know, 
to snap it around with the Wolves coaches and be like, listen, you guys had a couple football scores. Like, how insane is that? Just imagine you were on the bench in the 8-7 game. I know you already don't have any hair, but buddy, that would be a stressful five hours on the way home. So let me let me read you the goals against average from 2000, 2001 okay. season. Okay. The leader was 2.25, top five, like out of the top five. There was no three. It was two and a half, two and a half. Was, okay. So, um, so it was, it was lower. So. Everyone but, wants their cookies though, Chim. It's like draft year for a bunch of them or they're they're on entry level deals trying to prove that they can play at the next level like it's you know maybe there's a lot maybe a lot more power plays too at i i don't know a lot more calls yeah i can see that but uh hey if this was a running gun league i'd like the wolves chances <laughs> well 100 percent. but again in the playoffs <laughs> are you gonna win eight seven i just know it's no that's okay, not so gonna the- happen I know we're a Northern uh, podcast. I wanted to talk about the Sioux a little bit. They were in town oh. last Wednesday. They are oh. a hockey team. What a game. What and a that, game. Is it, is it Cloutier that's a little rat on that team? Yeah. He can play yeah. on my team any day, though. It he, seems like every team's got one of them, eh? You need like, one of them. The Sioux, the thing is, they are huge. Big boys. Like, they are yeah. built yeah. huge. Yeah, I wouldn't um, want to play them in the playoffs. But you got to be, I guess, bigger, tougher like that in the West because it's going to be scary coming out of that conference. It is going to be a And I, I hate to bring it up, but I, I we got to mention, and I'm sorry, Homer, the North Bay Battalion just coming in and just slacking the Kingston Frontenacs. So, see, the Kingston Frontenacs may be one of the weirdest teams in the OHL because – they, they lose to Barry. They lose. They lose to Barry. They get thumped by North Bay, but then they beat. They beat Kitch and Osh. Yeah. yeah, I know. So how does that make sense? So are the Kings just... and Frontenacs the the Peterborough Pete's from last year? We don't talk about them enough. They'll get in. Maybe good team no, morale. Because Peterborough, Peterborough had some guys. Up. Yeah, they had they loaded guys. up. They just and this is what I've started to think too, Tom. I think a lot of these guys in in the league, you know, aren't going a hundred percent. You know what I mean? That Peter Rowe team was definitely not going a hundred percent. And then playoffs came, and then like a flip switch. You know what I mean, Tom? Like, yeah, I I think a lot of guys are saving it. I'm I'm I I, I really do think that. Yeah, and I I'll agree with you. And I think they turn the switch on depending who they play and what day of the week it is. Like a Friday night game, if it's like, okay, example. Wolves play Saginaw, host of the Memorial Cup this Friday in Sudbury. Do not think every big boy is going to go up for that task? 100%. They're going to be firing. Yeah, so that's firing. a great point because we see some Sunday afternoon games where we're like, he's not even moving out there. It's a, it's a Sunday ski. Yeah. So it's a good point. But yeah, buddy, that's all I, I got for the OHL. Yeah. I'm excited for Friday's game. Saginaw, haven't seen them. And... um Previous four packs a couple weeks ago, I picked uh, that D-man that's supposed to go top 10 in the NHL. What's his name? Perek? Zane Perek? Yeah, so I'll get to watch that guy roam around. And uh, your Montreal Canadian draft pick, Owen Beck, as well. So Good test for the Wolfers. Big test. Big test for the Wolfers. Um, Okay. Let's go quickly, Tom. Waste management open. Uh, Nick Taylor, 
Clutch. Yeah, more like wasted management. I mean, uh, this tournament might oh, be yeah. banned. No, it, 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 <laughs> it was uh, all-time worst in terms of that. For sure. Uh, that whole 17, or sorry, 16 shim, I think we can be there all day and just hit balls. If we ever had, like, think of, imagine renting that course out and you just stay on 16 with your, you know, four or five best friends and just yeah 150 golf balls each and just tee off that hole looks so sweet i agree but yeah yeah nikki taylor man he um th- there was a rain delay and they played a lot of golf on the sunday they played the third and the fourth round together so to stay with it for 36 holes or i think it was 27 they ended up playing on sunday yeah. and the mental grind and to like stay with it and then pull through in the playoff and- like, don't forget, he kind of choked last year too. Yeah, uh, so like you can see that he's already like taken a next step, and his putting chim and wedge game so good. Like he was throwing darts, man. He was giving himself within ten feet every time. Like he birdied eighteen, I think. What three of the last four times he birdied eighteen yeah. to extend it to a playoff, and then he birdied it twice in a row. Yeah, three of the last yeah, or whatever it was, three of the last four times. Yeah, I could be wrong with that, but man, just clutch putting. And it's good to see a Canadian be on the leaderboard again. How how about Charlie Hoffman? Like he's like still got it, eh? Seven or something like that. Like he had well, he had the heat pack going on the back. Uh, yeah, he looked like me in the up. golf cart. Hilarious. So the part of that I was impressed of with him when he was in the bunker on eighteen in that playoff hole, and Taylor went first and threw a dart. I was like, it's over. Like, look, he's gonna hit the lip. Like, and then he put it within like. 20 feet yeah. i'm like he's got a putt still it's, it's it, so it was phenomenal it was these so guys are golf. ridiculous how good they are and it's crazy to think tom half half of those guys wouldn't even sniff the top 10 if all the live guys were there right, that's true. how crazy it is yeah it's true and the one thing i did want to mention um i know tiger's got this new sunday red brand coming out so i'm pretty Nasty. excited for that you're definitely getting a couple hats for sure you yeah. are oh um if scotty scheffler could putt Jim, I think he'd win every single week. He's within the top 10 every tournament, but within 10 feet, he legitimately can't putt. He'll have 10 yeah, well, first he, for birdie he all the time. Four put it at the Masters? Yeah, and he also... <laughs> when was the last time you've ever seen someone? I forget. It was a par 5, 13, 14, whatever hole it is, this weekend. And he putted it into the bunker. It was a longer putt, but it rolled into the bunker past the cup. Like, when yeah. have you ever seen a pro guy do that? So his putting struggling, and it, that's always kind of been his knock, but he's just so good. Like, you see his swing, and you're like, how did that hit the fairway? But he just bombs it. But, yeah, that, that was just my point. I, I Like, every weekend, every PGA event, you see him within the top 10, but it's like either he wins or he doesn't, and he's a few shots back because his, his putting struggles. Yeah. And not a very good putter. But, yeah, yeah. man, wasted management, always good to – uh to watch that and it kind of gets you excited for golf season that's around the corner big time big time and um, you, you did text the group um the wasted management leads into the super bowl and i know that's our next topic and there's no better thing to do sunday than what watch a golf. great sunday that is and then go God. watch a super bowl. yeah yeah what yeah, are your thoughts it's buddy crazy um my thoughts i mean you're a mahomes guy listen I, I just appreciate greatness. I really do. That's, yeah. Like, he's legit. He's like Brady. He's just a lot less likable than Brady. 
But he, in terms of his play, if you keep Mahomes in the game into the fourth quarter, dude, he just he did it himself at yeah. the end of the at the end. Like he was, my God, and San Fran, they had the game. They had the block, the block kick, the bad penalty with the tight end, not knowing the overtime rules, like the punt return shim that hit the guy's leg at the cans he picked it up for. Yeah. Like so many times they could have put KC away and they just kept him in. And that's what's going to happen when you keep him in. Which play was it where they KC went all blitz and Chris Jones was just able to walk right through it was third and whatever third and four i think it was in regulation yeah. in o- was it regulation or OT? Oh, overtime. Was overtime overtime i think it was yeah. yeah but they i am convinced and you mentioned it i didn't think they knew the rules for overtime they did like they kicking did a field it's goal like it's confirmed they did it yeah it, that's insane and like it's easy for casey to say this now that they, that they knew the rules and they've been practicing for two weeks and practicing since you know preseason games and opening camp but it's like they knew what what they wanted to do, and like I couldn't believe after hearing the rules because I didn't know they changed. And then I heard it right all during the coin yeah. toss. Why would you want the ball first? That just proves that they didn't they didn't know the rules. Chip one hundred percent because they they wanted the ball because they're like we get a touchdown we win. That's not the case with the new rules, right? Because everyone gets a chance with with the ball. That's right. So that just proves that they didn't know the rules. You you always want the ball second. With the new rules now, because then yeah, because you know you know exactly what you need to do. Yeah, and Mahomes like, and I'll, I I knew it was over then because I'm like, Mahomes gets the ball second, even if San Fran comes down and gets a touchdown, and you give this guy four downs as as opposed to three. Like, I know that like fourth down could be the game, and that but he converted what twice on fourth down or once with that last drive. It was like fourth and one, and he ended up running for 15 yards. Yeah. Like this guy's insane. Talk about a play call little QB run on fourth and two for the Super Bowl. Like, insane. Insane. Everyone, yeah, they were hyping it up. I'm like, if you think this guy's not getting a first down on fourth and one, you're out to lunch. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, Andy Reid's one of the best coaches of all time. And I mean, three rings. Three rings. Like, Mahomes can catch Brady. Like, Three before the age of 30, Jim, him and Brady now. He's 28, and he'll probably get one more before 30. Yeah, because I think think Kelsey, well, Kelsey's already kind of agreed to coming back. And yeah, Yeah. Jim, this team wasn't very good. Why would you want to leave? Why would you want to leave? Because he's older now. But dude, this team wasn't very good, Jim. They had Kadarius, Tony dropping ball. Who are these receivers that they have? Rashid yeah, Rice, that's a rookie. They're only going to get better. What did I say better. in the chat, Tom? I said, this team would be heavily average, average yeah. if they had any other quarterback at yeah. the helm. Yeah. So, yeah, Mahomes, is he's, he's magic, man. He's he's so good. Um, the only thing scripted, Usher, yeah, Usher's uh, halftime show, but the only thing that I thought was going to happen with that last drive in overtime, I thought Mahomes was going to go to Kelsey for a touchdown, and the whole Swifties and everything would have just – Painted the picture of the whole season. I I'm like yeah. it's going to him 100 it is. But anyways, they made a good play call to to win the win the Super Bowl. Usher's Ch- Chim. I I didn't know many of his tunes, so I couldn't really get into it. I knew maybe two towards the end, like the one they play for the Hangover movie series. But Usher man, I I wasn't very hits, enter- I wasn't I... very entertained, Chim. To be honest, like I know the whole 
dancing and you know that's entertaining and but but like play your hits man it should be it should be like upbeat the whole play something time. you know like, that's the whole that's the whole lingo play something you know i don't know i like it just put into perspective how good rihanna was yep rihanna was last year yeah she was phenomenal last year yeah. um yeah wild wild commercials are so long we couldn't even watch the american commercials but uh that game dragged out obviously overtime too it was like a four or five hour broadcast man it was insane it's crazy it never crazy. ended yeah wild but it was uh again another great uh another great super bowl nonetheless these guys have um, a really long off season too now like i think they have like seven eight months dude before they play again six September? When does football come back? September. October? Yeah, September. Yeah, Camp think starts of that. in August. It's a, it's a long time. Still got time. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, let's go to our annual JHL standings before our interview. Timmins, Hurst, Powelson are your top three in the East. Blind River and the Cubs, Subway Cubs, are tied for first with the Sioux, T-Burs, and third and that is your NOJHL standing update and with that we are going to send it off to our interview um, with Lily George uh, Lily George is a part of uh, the UNB Reds women's hockey team she is their all time leader in points um, and it was, a, it was a great chat with her we've uh, we recorded it a little while back here so excited to get it out um, and big shout out to uh, Lily so we will send it off to her now okay ladies and gentlemen we are joined by a special guest today from Nipissing First Nation she be, recently became the University of New Brunswick's women's hockey all time leading scorer with 87 points and counting how you like that Tom she was a key part of UNB's back to back Atlantic University Sports Championships and has has been heavily involved in giving Indigenous girls the opportunity to play hockey in the community. Please welcome Lily George to the BTB podcast. How are we doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So, uh, Lily, obviously you guys are fresh off a two-win weekend uh, here. How's it been getting back into the swing of things? And uh, were you able to come home for the holidays? And, and how was that like? Yeah, so um, I had a good uh, two weeks at home. Um, got back here. We didn't have any exhibition games, so jumped right back into it um, with our games this weekend. Um, but it's been good so far. Good stuff. Awesome. Lily, first question I got for you, like going back to the start, how did you get into hockey and where did it all start for you? Um, so for me, I was came from like a pretty hockey family. Um, you know, my older brother played, so followed in his steps and um, I started playing like right as soon as I could pretty much like three or four years old. Um, and I think I just like fell in love with it and just stuck with that. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and what did minor hockey look like for you? I think you played on, on, uh, the ice bolts, right? Yeah. So, well, for me, I like coming from garden village, I just played like for a good chunk of my minor hockey in, um, Sturgeon. Okay. And so I played there until I was in my first year, Adam. And then my first year of girls hockey was my second year, um, Adam in North Bay. Um, 
and then I was there right until I guess that would have been my second year midget in okay. North Bay. Okay, gotcha. Um, and that team had the Dominico sisters uh, on yep. it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I played with them like flip flopped years because Mallory's um one year younger than me, and Maria's one year older than me. Okay. So just switched like on and off between years, but yeah, I, I got to play with them quite a bit. Yeah, I got you. Well, that's a, that's a six squad uh, right there. They're former guests too uh, of the pod, mm-hmm. so um, that's wicked. And I guess take us through what wh- how was uh, playing for for the ice bolts and what was uh, the competition like for you guys? Um, you know, it was pretty fun. We had like a great like core group of girls like growing up. Um, it was really fun to like stick with them all the way up. Um, definitely lots of competition and. Um, our coach really wanted us to like develop and get to play against like the best players and teams in um, Ontario. So he made an effort with us, like getting on any extra ice, you know, we had to travel to Trout Creek, Wasson, mm-hmm. anywhere is like, sometimes we'd practice in Huntsville just to get some extra ice in there. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. No, yeah and though, and sticking with like the competition, obviously, um, you know, boys hockey, the huge rival was Sudbury and North Bay. Like, I assume it was the same for for girls in the North Bay Ice Bolts and Sudbury. I'm sure you guys hated each other. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. it was definitely a struggle sometimes. But, um, you know, because we always had to play them to get to, I guess, like the. Oh, yeah. Provincials or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was always one of us two would have to play down for that. But yeah, it was fun. Some, yeah, some no good, doubt. Some good battles. What would you say your favorite rink in uh in North Bay is? Um there's some know. good one. There's some good ones in North Bay. Yeah. Sure. Like I haven't played I haven't like played in like those rinks in a long time, but um I don't know. Like Memorial Gardens, it was like fun just to be like in a big rink when you're young, but mm-hmm. it was always so hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess I would say just like the good old people Angio. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of character in that rink. Um, yeah. yeah. Believe it or not, the Dominicos actually, they went with Powassan. They loved playing yeah. uh, and Powassan. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. A cold rink um, for sure. But um, okay. So moving on now um, to the PW when, uh, I believe you moved to, uh, to Barry to play with the, the Barry Sharks. How was that, you know, experience mo- moving out and, um, how did the opportunity come about? Um, yeah, so I think with that one, it was kind of like me and, um, Maddie Stockfish, who I played with, we had played down, um, with a spring team and that, um, manager happened to be the manager for um, the Barry um, team. So I think he kind of like scattered us out there and um, just kind of brought that idea back to some of the other girls. And since Barry's like the closest PW team to North Bay, it was kind of like a no brainer for us to like go together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there, I think there was like seven of us that had like played prior on the team in um, North Bay that went and tried out and made it. So it was pretty fun, like already having like a good group of girls to go with and 
-hmm. wasn't too big of a change. And my parents always came down. Um, it's not too far, I guess, but yeah, yeah. Traveled for games and yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and in terms of the hockey, did you find it a big jump from from uh, midget to P dub? Um, yeah, I think also just because when we moved there, like it wasn't like that great of a team, right? Um, right. So it was definitely like we were kind of, I think, more used to being on like a top of the caliber, and then when we <laughs> went to PW, it was like we were near yeah. the bottom. I don't even think we made playoffs that year, but um. Yeah, it was definitely fun though. It was a good experience just um getting that one year away from home too. Oh yeah. Um but yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And talking, you know, st- sticking with moving away from home, like how did you land on UNB and were there any other schools you considered and I assume there was a a few of them and you know what sold you on UNB at the end? Um so for me, I kind of had I had a few different options, but I think um what UNB kind of had to offer was really more for me. Um, But it's kind of a funny story. So um, being recruited here, Mm -hmm. um, it was the, my recruiting class was the first year to come in since the team had been um, like reinstated. Okay. Because I think it was like seven years before that it was um, like it had stopped just for financial Gotcha. Uh, reasons okay. with the school and then there's a big um battle to get it back for women's hockey um so when I was being recruited that was kind of the first um group of girls and I was trying to research the school and all I could see <laughs> was like stuff about how it was like stopped so I was like is this a joke or am I being punked <laughs> but uh <laughs> turned out it wasn't so yeah so kind of a no-brainer for me and I didn't really know anyone coming into uh the year but I just thought it was a nice like smaller school it felt like home so it's kind of no-brainer yeah for sure that's uh that's wicked was Nip ever ever on your radar or you or you wanted to to head out um no like I was never um I didn't mind moving away and um Nip wasn't really um Never like I was never recruited there, but wow, okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, interesting. Um, and obviously you guys uh pioneered the the program uh back to excellence here, back to back uh Atlantic uh, U Sports champs, which is unreal national championships in the last two years. So, you know, what was the feeling winning um for the squad and maybe compare the first time to to going back to back? Yeah, um, I think for us too, like, cause we did have such a young group starting off. It was my age, um, coming in most of us. Um, so we got to grow and develop and, you know, our first two years weren't so great, but we got better. And by the time, um, that came, that year came around winning our first one, um, we just had like so much like belief and heart that we knew we could do it. And it was just, unreal feeling like starting basically from the bottom and making your way to the top um so I think like coming into the next season we knew like we can still do it like we had the same group of girls pretty much and uh we were ready to go so I think um with all of our like talent hard work like the next year was 
just even better. Like it was still a battle, of course, but right. Um, You're riding that momentum. Like, yeah, like we wanted to build like that legacy that the same as like the men's team has of being like top in the league um, consistently. So that's kind of what we've been striving for every year and looking to do a three-peat this year. Just yeah, a winning, be, winning school. Yeah. Yeah. Winning school all around. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. uh, it's so sick. Um, and what were the national uh, experience uh, like for you? How, how did you like uh, playing on the U sports stage? Yeah, it was pretty cool experience. You know, um, our first year was in PI mm-hmm. and coming in, like we were kind of like bottom of like the rankings, I guess. So we were playing a top team. We played Miguel our first game, but we were um, it's kind of a running joke with our team now. We were going into the third period down 4-1 and made a huge comeback and ended up winning in a shootout. That's sick. So it was pretty unreal feeling. Um, but like, unfortunately, we just couldn't pull out any more wins after that. <laughs> But, you know, and then the next year, too, um, I think it, we were in Montreal last year. Um, so that was a pretty cool experience as well. Different ranks, um, new teams. We played, um, uh, what is it, Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so they had a big home crowd. And yeah. that was a tough one. But, you know, we thought we had that one that year, but. We just couldn't pull it together. <laughs> for sure, yeah. But uh, but still a great experience uh, yeah. all all around, for sure. Did you end up playing uh, Nipissing at all um, um, during Nationals? Yeah, our first year we went, we played them in our, I guess it would have been the quarter final or semifinal. Oh, yeah. Semis, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, was that kind of full circle for you? Did you get yeah. Dominico's no, little jab? Yeah. yeah, never... Never would have played against um, Maria or Mallory. And then there was one other girl on that team, too, that I played with um, before. So, yeah, it was pretty fun. I had, like, a lot of, like, family and friends from home. Like, they're like, oh, we're rooting for you. (laughs) But, yeah, it was good. Uh, That's cool. Cool. Really cool. Uh, Next question I got for you. Like, what's your favorite thing about being a hockey player? Ooh. I know um, it's a loaded question, but I yeah. always like to I always like to ask the uh, the athlete. I don't, I would I guess like the community and like team aspect of it. You know, you yeah. just have like every year. It's like whether it's new or old friends, like they're like they're your buddies. Like That's you the got them all year, and you know you just you have that friendship, and you go through things together that you know you wouldn't normally with other friends. So I think it's just a great experience being around like teammates i like that yeah, answer and absolutely. what's your uh what's your living situation right now and i want to ask you what your game day uh routine is um so i'm living in a house right now okay but i have one or i have two roommates but i only i play with one of them okay and the other girl i actually knew from back home cool she came here for school um but so for um game day routine, that's what you said, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. what like what, like run us through at all, yeah. Yeah, run us um, through that. 
So normally the day of, I'll like head to the ring, just do a little stretch and activation stuff. Usually there's a, quite a few girls that go at the same time, just chit chat and stuff. And then uh, <laughs> just come back home, get ready. I don't really have a same like game day meal that I make. I just kind of whatever I'm feeling. But um, pregame, I'll get probably a Starbucks <laughs> or a Red Bull. We'll see how I'm feeling. Or a Red Bull. What's the order at Starbucks? You have the same Starbucks? order? Has to be the same order. Uh, sometimes I usually get um, either a iced matcha latte wow. or I'll do iced white mocha. Okay. Oh, sound fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure Chim has never had that, but sounds good. I'm writing it down as we're talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then yeah, at the rink, um, not too much either. I last year I was on a grind. I was doing bop it before the games. Come yeah. on. Yeah. It's That's electric. But uh, yeah, anything other than that, I usually put on my equipment. Like, I'll do like left side right side for like okay, anything then, yeah but yeah cool okay um and do the girls have a, a wind song in the room right now yeah um we've i think we've had this one like every year it's like a remix of um september and congratulations oh yeah yeah yes that's yeah. electric yeah love that love that um and so moving on now, um, obviously we, we saw that you've gone to work with indigenous indigenous girls uh, in hockey. So, you know, what's your role in that and, and um, how's it felt for you to, to give back to, to your community? Yeah. So, um, so this, uh, um, I guess, um, what do you call it? Um, <laughs> um, oh gosh. That All program, good. sorry. The program, yeah, there you um, go, yeah. yeah. so the program was started um, by my f- former teammate, Jana Hedrick, um, and she had that idea to get the Indigenous girls of the communities surrounding Fredericton um, into this Learn to Skate program, and so she took that on the first year, and I helped out, and then after that, the past two years, I've been running it. Um, so it's just a really great experience to, you know, reach out to the communities around here um, and get um, get to know, like, some of the girls and just show them, like, um, some role models on the ice and just getting them into sports and because it is, um, they get to get in for free. So they get to have that experience if they need equipment we provide that and if they're looking to get into um hockey uh, after that after the program's done that we're able to provide that for them as well um so it's overall just been a great experience like meeting all these young girls and um just helping them learn it's really amazing seeing them like develop and grow like week by week whether it's little or big but they love it. Yeah, I know that that's amazing. And I mean, you're, you're a great role model um, for sure. And um, just yourself breaking the record, all time points record uh, being uh, that holder of it now um, at 87 points. Um, did you know you were, you were close to it and, uh, 
and how did it feel finally uh finally uh, getting that getting that record yeah so um there was a little like chit chat but i didn't uh i didn't really know like i was like that close to getting it and then um after that game i think we were in smu and i had an assist for that um to get it and then um my coach had a brought in a cake like congratulations <laughs> you won on it <laughs> i was like whose birthday is it <laughs> yeah he said he had some balloons that he had waiting at the rink but she couldn't do it at home but <laughs> oh yeah, that's really cool pretty good though i was like it's a pretty cool accomplishment mm -hmm. uh, especially just it sets another standard like for girls coming in to there's another record for them to beat so yeah, love that. That's uh, no, that's sick. And I guess take us through. You know, obviously, you know, you've broken this record now and or, or holding the record, um, now. But how, how have you seen your game develop over time here with uh, being in uh, UNB? Yeah, so I think yeah, just consistent growth. I think especially with that COVID year, um, we were lucky enough uh, to come here and um, still get on the ice almost every day and train. So I think that really like helped. Um, and like every year I've gotten better. I've gotten more points every year. Um, just really grown with like the team and coaches. They really helped like me develop every aspect of my team, of my game. Um, but I think learning the league too and mm -hmm. um, learning who you're playing with and how you can benefit them how they can benefit you just working as a group to really develop your game it's kind of how i see it yeah no that's that's awesome it's great now i want to ask about uh like how busy is your schedule hockey wise and obviously school wise like are you guys practicing every day uh what does it look like for you guys yeah so we usually practice yeah it'd be like Monday to Thursday or Friday, depending on when our games start that weekend. Um, and then we tra try to train twice a week. And then we'll have like um, some extra like skill sessions in the mornings. Wow. Um, if like you want, he really, our coach is really push for that. Mm -hmm. um, but um this past week actually has been one of our like crazier like schedules. So we had to play Saturday, Sunday, we're back on the road Wednesday and then Friday we're home. Oh, wow. So, but with school, it can be like a oh, lot, wow. just, you know, if you have, if I have a game on Friday, I'm, I'm almost checked out on <laughs> morning up, but yeah. you know it's a game day. Yeah. But um, yeah, it does it gets a lot, but you just gotta really grind and like focus your time when you need to. And you know, there's lots of supports here for us, so as long as we're taking advantage of that and staying focused, we'll be good. Well, obviously, yeah. I think uh, Jim, we're pretty important people. If she's making time for us, so. Thank you. Yeah, well, we appreciate that. Yeah. First day um, of school, so. <laughs> not, not, too not too busy right now. No, I wanted to ask about, obviously, you're focusing on, you know, this year, 
uh, winning it all for your, uh, you know, your school and UNB. Obviously, the big news coming out recently, like the PWHL starting uh, professional league. Like, have you looked much into what your future holds for you and um, what is maybe your future? Yeah, so that's kind of been like a lot of my mind like the past like year, mm-hmm. um, especially with that new uh, league developing. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think that's kind of my goal. That'd be like sweet to play at that level, I think. And something I never really got to do. I never been in like the Hockey Canada programs or I guess like Team Ontario's or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely going to be, I think, a challenge. Um, especially, I think it's like amazing that they have that, and it's something for girls to strive for. But I do think, even if there's even more teams that would be um, come from that next year, which would probably help like a lot of players like even getting into the league because there's not really that in between like there is in guys hockey like once you're done school you could still like go somewhere else or you know so but there's like an overseas option but not sure about that we'll have to see (laughs) yeah yeah for sure for sure one day at a time for sure um Okay, so uh, just before we wrap it up uh, here, Lily, we got our fast five. So it's five rapid-fire questions. Whatever comes to the top of your head, let it rip, um, and I will send it uh, to Tom here to uh, to ask them. Okay, uh, your dream travel destination, anywhere in the world, where do you want to travel to? Ooh, um, I think I'll say Hawaii. Ooh, I feel like that's nice. a pretty, pretty place to travel. Okay, yeah, for sure. Uh, professional in any other sport other than hockey, what would it be? Um, I think I would say soccer. I played that kind of growing up and I really loved it, but I had to pick hockey. So choose. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, if you have one, who is your favorite woman's hockey player? Um, Ooh, I think I would say, I know this is like a defense pick, but Jocelyn the rock. She's just mm-hmm. like really like agile. I got to play against her in um a big uh, native tournament in uh, last year, and she was just so shifty and fast. It was like wild, but yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, that's a good. Cool. That's a good pick. Um, your go-to karaoke song, if you have one. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> damn, probably just like something classic, like party in the usa or something yeah stock nice yeah i'm yeah, not a huge karaoke girl but <laughs> <laughs> um what's your favorite north bay restaurant that's the last question oh, north bay restaurant um i really like arugula yeah nice. yeah Eat nice spot for sure there. yeah absolutely great yeah. pizza yeah for sure um well listen lily thank you a lot for uh for coming on the podcast here and, and chatting with us, sharing your story. Um, we'll be uh, keeping a close eye here on UNB, bring home uh, another chip here, and uh, we'll be cheering along the way here. So thanks a lot for giving your time and uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me.
That was the interview with Lily George. Tom, thoughts? Yeah, it was a good interview. Um, I like the part of that, Jim, when she mentioned that she kind of wanted to match how good the UNB men's team is. I was like, I love that energy. It's like when you have two powerhouses, both in the girls' program and the guys' program. I love that answer that she put out there. And uh, yeah, man, she uh, she produces at a high level and coming from North Bay, right? Am I not mistaken with that? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty yeah, cool. it's wicked. Yeah. Wicked. What, you, what was your thoughts on it, bud? No, it was awesome. It was a great, uh, it was a great chat. It was uh, nice to get another, uh, you know, person in women's hockey. You know, don't really hear much about what she's doing here. So it was nice to uh, showcase that. And uh, hopefully uh, a lot of people get to get a little more familiar with uh, Lily George. So, yeah, no, that was uh, that was awesome. Um, okay, on to our fourth pack. All right, Mason Monet, it is for pocket time. Yeah, and tell me who won the last one, Jim. Uh, Mason did. Which Mason. one are you referring to, Mason? The one that's live right now? Mason did. You not not Jim, it's not water. even close. It's not even, not even close. Not even close. Uh, yeah, so I'm the winner. You didn't even have, like... I'm on a heater. I, I know. I can't believe he's, he's, he, The mail Out of all the ones... Jim. No, Jim, July. I have July and August. Do I not? I know. I honestly I got, don't remember the last April, time I won one. I I think I'm scarce in like two months. I don't think I've won one in. I like can't remember the last time Tom won. <laughs> yeah, Tom, you're remember. terrible right now. Yeah, but I'm but only Mace, like you're up back. into the twenty club now. I think. Welcome Double. to the twenty club. 20 yeah, is... good for you, Mace. And about to be one closer after I win this one too, Jim. And this one is going to get heated. We are not trying to hurt any feelings, but we want to do some self-promo, shamelessly self-promo. Uh, we're going to draft our favorite interviews since the birth of Behind the Bench. There's over 130 interviews that we are going to be drafting from. The pool is deep. This might be one of our deepest, deepest pools deepest drafts potentially yeah dating back to october of 2020 this list is compiled from so to set the order jim are you writing this down this is yeah yeah i can this is gonna be write this down this is gonna be something Tom, you're going to go first oh my god (laughs) you can't be doing this man wow oh jim you're gonna go second Mm. Roberto, you're gonna go third. Do me dirty. And I'm gonna play cleanup. Four. Roberto, how many times have you gone third? I go third every time, and I'd also just like to petition that I won the vegetable one and did not get to pick the order. <laughs> yes, availability is the best ability, <laughs> Roberto. <laughs> okay, I got it. I'm going. I'm starting off hot. Oh, oh. Okay, the biggest guest. Like that we had on to start, I Jim, you're gonna argue with after I say this because we did have a guest that became bigger after we had him on, but friend of the show, we have NHL guys reposting our stuff. Number seventeen, give me episode seventeen, actually, and the three year anniversary is coming up on Feb twenty third. Give me Marcus Foligno. Oh man, that's Jim's one one. That's Jim's yeah. one one. 
but there was someone before, and I'm not tipping picks, that became bigger, but I remember being nervous as heck for that interview. I think I was shaking. I was yeah, shaking dude. And for that he's interview just a with Marcus. Dude, we did a bench ball with him bench after. Ball. He loved it. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's the best. Mm. Now, is that not 1-1, one, one, guys? Is that, that's a first rounder, also, no? Yeah, yeah, that is. Okay, it is. Thanks. It's a first rounder. Are we, uh, is this a five-pack? Did we agree we can, on that? <laughs> we can do a five-pack. We do four and then a local round. Is that fine? Like more local? Eh. We're all local. Have another I know. one. But... Four pack. We're doing our four-pack, and we'll see if we need a bonus round. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mace. I wanted to say, like, more, like, local sports versus, like, some of the bigger names. Oh. Mm. That's a good pick, Tom. Great pick, Thank Tom. You. Thanks, guys. I'm going to go – oh, man. I'm going to go recent because I think it's one of our best interviews of all time. Uh, Joe Bowen. Wow. Jeez. I wanted – if I had him and Nikki, I think I would have cleaned house. Great, great pick. I, I just – I don't know. Like, it's it's recent. There's a lot of good old ones, but I don't know. Joe was snapping it with us, so – uh, legendary voice, great stories. Whoa. There's some interviews we've done, boys, that I don't even remember doing partially. Yeah, probably because you weren't there. Um, <laughs> I'm going with <laughs> uh, this is my favorite interview of all, of all time. And Tim, I think like we were definitely shitting ourselves a little bit on this one. I'm going Mark Stahl. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. Wow. It's there. It's right up there, uh, Roberto. And the best part, I, like, it was just a memory lane with Mark Stahl. Yeah. His Sudbury days. We didn't talk a second about the NHL. A second <laughs> about the NHL. So, you know Great. what's funny? You know what's funny about this now? Who's next in the uh, in the four-pack draft? Um, this can go one of two ways. And I will say it after your pick, Mace. Because I don't yeah, know where my you're first go. pick or my first two picks. First two picks, because I, 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 I'd assume you're gonna pick this individual in one of those two, but we'll see. Uh, okay, I will go with the white whale himself, white dress shirt and all. Episode 100, Dario Zulich, please. And wow. Thank you. Oh wow. Okay. I think okay. he's actually one of our most listened to episodes. Yeah, he time. is. He's up there. DZ was huge. Live in person. All time. We, yep. we had him he for was. over an hour. Also, Tom's outfit, too. That was good. Yeah, thanks, that was thanks. actually all time. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Probably the only thing I did good in the three years, but... Um... <laughs> I still haven't done a social post. No, I don't know how to do that. Dude, just go on Canva and pull it. I don't, dude, I don't know how to do that. Anyways, Maze Double Dion, what do you got? Ugh. This is tough, buddy. I told you. I'm giving you the warning right now. But we'll we'll let you see what you're gonna do here. If I could buy, I don't think I can't do this because I had the most fun doing this one. Uh, my uncle Brian. There it yeah. is. There it, it is. I thought you, you were gonna, gonna do take it. Him, I was gonna take him. Well, a little bit of family drama if you didn't want to. If you didn't take him there, Mace. So. Yeah. I could have filled a four pack with my family on here, Tom. But also it was true. also like a fantastic interview. Yeah, and part two has been highly requested. 
I know, and we, you know, the road, the road trip, road trip, two different size skates. Yeah, <laughs> and a whole All behavior time. level. Hockey. How ca how casual he was, just about like just quitting <laughs> hockey and then coming back, is like it's all time. Yeah, like Roberto. I I told kids that this week that he got drafted out of high school hockey and they lost it. <laughs> now everyone's got a chance, <laughs> especially B Div Championship on your belt. Teams will come sniffing. Kale McCarr no. gets drafted out of D. That's on. That's on elite prospects. Yeah, if I went to the same camp as uh, Kale McCarr, I think we're, uh, you know, I still have a shot too. Thanks. Okay, Tom. <laughs> This one's before uh, before my time, but it's probably my favorite one to listen to. I've listened to it actually a couple times post, um, like the the first initial time I've listened to it. I'm gonna go with Nick Foligno. Yeah, yeah. Which one? I don't think. How are we gonna specify that? I I'm yeah, gonna no, say the, you're right. No, you're right. The original <laughs> one, Robbie. Way to give it to him. That that's one. fair. The yeah, original. it's the original one. But the, but the the trade one was cool too. Him Way more. After, the yeah, trade was... one for me would be on my list. And that you know was... what? We we got to go back with him and like dive into 06, 07. We didn't even like go deep in it with him. It was pretty. We kind of. Went the next quickly. time I want to do him though, I'm I'm extending the invite for all of us to his place in person. <laughs> I know the whole Mark trio just wants a would four be pack. Maybe we do a four pack with them. Yeah, if he wants a four pack, we'll give it to him. Four hours. Add four bench packs. brawl, whatever. Let's go. Let's yeah, I can't, I can't see. I can't see Marcus hacking the club again. Jesus. He had one of the most vicious swings <laughs> I've ever seen. Jim, to this day though, you missing that putt is like nightmare on Elm Street, dude. Like, but it ended up being like the best thing ever. Yeah, we got extra golf with the boys. Yeah. Okay, Good pick, Robbie. Um. I'm going to go with one of the most ultimate BTB bumps of all time. Oh. Vince Palladino comes on to yeah. uh, pre, uh, go over the invite with us, pre-invite, and then wins the damn thing. Uh, was all time. And he was full of stories. We went a pretty long time with him, too. It was a great interview. So go with Vinny. That's a good one. Tommy, Tommy Dacca, Jacks. <laughs> I don't know what to do here. Um, I mean, I was going to take him um, third round, but I'm going to take him now. Um, current Sebri Wolf. We collabed with him for a t-shirt. The most iconic slogan in our era of the three years. Give me Alex Fra. BTB to the moon. I feel like we had, like, he had to go on this board. Three 100%. times, yes, hundred percent. The best part is him telling us on the pod that he was listening to the pod. Tom saying, "I think Ferran, you called the trade, Tom. I think you called it or something. I forget. Like, what if they trade him to Sudbury or something? And then the he Wolf heard should that go part. out and get him. Yeah, he heard and that went... part in, on on his way to Peterborough, I think, and then he got traded to Sudbury. That's funny you mentioned that because." My whole time of thinking of Ferran's interview that he was a wolf this whole time, I, like I don't even remember now him getting traded, but like you, you reminded Boys. me. Yeah, yeah. We never we really had him on before as a wolf. 
Did we miss one? Wait, are you saying I missed one right now? You don't like that pick? No, no, no. I do like that pick. I think we, I, we've had him on. Was it talk a to him at draft? Pack? Yeah, talk after he got he drafted, he did. He we came did on the twice. draft. He might have done a twice? quiz. Yeah. Oh, maybe a quiz. three times. Maybe it was just twice. Uh, we gotta bring those t-shirts back, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are legendary. Maybe a V two of those shirts. Yeah. Just like wolves it, to the moon. Crazy Eights Club. Ooh. Our, our year. Crazy Eights Club, yeah. So, um, first female Owl off the year. board. First female off the board. And this is one of the, I don't know, 20 that I wasn't on for because you guys love just giving it to me. Um, you guys both play the sport, as in you two, Jim and Robbie. Give me Arsenal's finest, Chloe Lacasse. Yeah. That's a good one. I wasn't on was for it, but I loved, I enjoyed listening to it, guys. I won't lie. I'm not that even was, like a soccer guy. It was good. That was, that was an early one. HM, what time was that at? Like 7 a.m., I think, on a Saturday? Eight, I think it was 8 a.m. Yeah, in the morning. you guys it give me the hall pass. Time. That was fit. You know what? Kudos to both of you. I deserve you that. You can't even take that one. You didn't even put the work in on that one. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Put the work in. It's on my four pack. Okay. You're telling me, Robbie, that wasn't on your list and Chim? It, it, I was debating on taking it with my second pick. See, see, I love Ooh. my draft right now. Wow. Yeah, it's, it was. It's on. It's on my board. It was on my board. Uh, who is Chiach gonna go with here? <laughs> Someone questionable, I think. I'm trying to save. Okay, no, this one, this one flies way too much under the radar. I may have to start posting clips from it. We don't talk about this one enough. G-Rant and Sherry K from the New Hot 93.5 that was, my was, was like an all-time interview, and we never talk about it. Like, it just they were so good. And G-Rant, I ran into G-Rant at the ID. How's, how's the pod, man? Blah, blah, blah. This summer, like, obviously a memorable interview for, uh, for G as well. So, the face um, of the brand, Alex Chimino, getting recognized. What's new? Tom, uh, what was your favorite moment when of interviewing them? Yeah, I wasn't on that one either, Robbie. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a common correlation going on here. <laughs> yeah, all the good ones I'm not on for. You know what? I'm going to sum myself out. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, okay, here, I'm going with this one. Um... I'm going to go to the music scene. Uh, I'm going with Andrew Hyatt. Mm. He's probably the biggest music name I feel like we've had on. By a mile. But, like, also a bit different with the whole country stuff. But, anyways, he's he's a personal favorite artist of mine, too. So, that was a tough one to miss. But uh, you guys. Oh, yeah. You weren't on that one? You weren't on that one? Shocker. Yeah. No. Yeah. Brand specialist. Brand specialist. I was on that one. He was sick. He was sick. I think we went for like an hour with him too. Mm-hmm. Mace was diving in. You were exploring on that one, Mace. I remember. You went exploring. I I love getting getting some weird questions in there. Uh, and I did have some weird questions on this one. Not even questions, actually, just behaviors. I was chopping wood during this interview. Oh yeah, Jimmy, remember that? Miss Sarah Guy. <laughs> Gave us some of her time early on That's in the show. All time, Jim, you remember episode that? sixteen? Yes, I, think. I do remember that. I think you Sarah came off mute once. 
mace and you're like oh sorry i'm on i i, I swear yeah you came potentially. off mute. i'll go yeah. re-listen that one but sarah's interview is one of my favorites just it's so good curling. it's so good we were like all into it and she was into it the scotties shoot was it pre it was pre-scotties eh Right yeah. before the Scotties, I think. Right yeah. before the Scotties, yeah. Yeah, they were practicing outdoors. The wild. Um, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm still up. Yep. Yeah. Another one that five? I had a lot of fun with. I think we're going to end up going five. Yeah. Maybe even yeah. six. <laughs> Four packed, huh? Uh, another one I had a lot of fun with. I had no idea what we were getting into when this happened uh more just your guys friends obviously uh colton gobo oh, oh great one wow one. just oh. picking the brain of someone in that industry was a lot of fun and he's just a great guy we need to talk to him about the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime and just that kind of acting. yeah unbelievable he was dynamite there he is a dynamite person loves the four pack and we love him he's a beauty it's me i'm going outside out outside of the sports world again um and i think i was gonna say it was the start of a really good partnership um maybe one of our best sponsors slash um such successful partnerships um and tom this was actually I think you, the one who originally DM pinned as well. Am I right with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. You won't know unless you try. Al- I'm going to Alec Lorenzo. I think wow. it was just a, it, it was a great interview, just a good story of entrepreneurship too, and ended up being a really good friend of the show now too. So, great yep. pick. Great pick. It's a fantastic pick. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Is it me? It is me, eh? Yeah. Um. Hold, this one, no, no, hold on. It's not me. Okay, no, good. It's me. Good. Now it's good. Champ. Usually, usually I wait for you guys to let me know if it's me or not. But oh boy, see, this is where I get a little. I don't know what to do here, but we're going five pack. I think. Oh man, there's three I want, four I want, but hopefully you guys take it. Oh man, there's five. Okay. I'm going to go with, uh, we got to take him. One of probably our biggest, it was our biggest guest right off the hop, Kyle Davidson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he's got to be on this board and he was a sick guest. Um, and hopefully we can get him on uh, again. It's a good, good pick, Jim. Yeah, it's very That was yeah. on my list. Guys, there's no, uh, no bad picks right now. These are all on my list. So, I mean, they're they're never. You can't. We never had a bad show. What are you talking about? Yeah, a few yep. weren't my fave, Jim. But like episode six. Yeah, like no, we're, we're, that was your episode. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Yeah, that one uh, I hated doing. The one that Paulie and I made did together, That one was awesome. Hey. When Polly and I did the episode, oh my god, that was good. Polly guest hosting, we have to bring that back. No, yeah, he was good. He was so good. Remember that April Fools? Uh, we said Tom out, Polly in. That mm-hmm. was all time, and he came in for the start of the episode. 
We have the Stone Cold too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Tommy, back to back. Okay. Um, what number was it? This whole episode, including the four pack, is like a must listen. He's been through a lot. Um, Spadgrad. We see him at the Wolves games. We run into him at the clothing store. He just went through a fire recently. Give me Ryan Benoit, boys. Yeah, that's a great one, Tom. Yeah. Dude, like, he texts me for Christmas, Happy New Year. Like, just. He's the best. The nicest guy. And great clothing, man. Like, seriously. So, Ryan Benoit. fantastic. And then give me. um, I don't know why I keep going back to this one. And I'm going to take it because it's within the first five episodes. And I didn't think we had something probably until this one. And it was our first in-person one, Jim. Actually, no. Our first in-person one after, like, let's call it the project ones. Yeah. And the one we definitely laughed at the hardest. And we got through maybe three questions. Give me Damien Giroux and James Green. I wouldn't know. It is an all-time episode. It stands that one. Yeah. If you want to laugh, the stories. I call it first in person as in like, I know Steve-O, I don't want to tip picks here, but the first two were for our project, like for for it. So I call that (laughs) the first of our show in person wise. So we had all these time, we had all these questions to get through Demier's OHL days. So we we didn't even get there. We just got the minor hockey stories. So yeah. Happy with that. Chimo. Oh, boys. There's so many out there. There's so many out there. Like, there's one you guys aren't going to take. Like, I'll, I'll mention it as honorable mention, but we'll see. We'll see what else is taken here. But I'm going to take, I have to take it. Uh, give me Jacob Holmes, Homer. Um, this catapulted our relationship with the OHL. Tom, can you agree with me? I will agree. Fully agree. It just, it, it opened up a whole new avenue for us. The stories were fantastic. His trade story is still one of the best stories I think we've had on this podcast. So we should repost that one too. Yeah, I think grandma was it grandma's cupboard too. Oh yeah, the, the four, four pack. pack. Yeah. Oh. oh my god, that was insanity. <laughs> he Eddie loves the pod. He loves the. He, this guy wears our hoodie everywhere. He was on. He was wearing the hoodie at the John Deere tractor when he was working in the farm. Yeah. Summer, yeah. yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, all Jim, time. Jim, your, your relationship with Homer is also the funniest thing, dude. Yeah, they're, like, best friends. Love it. they're best yeah. friends from the show. Yeah. My boy Homer. Like it started God, off. God, with... I wish he was still a Sabre Wolf. My God. Yeah, I mean, you'd be doing the lineup card by now, Jesus. We yeah. talked to ten guys already. Yeah. I'm up. Last pick for me. Yeah. And the mace. Um, I'm going. I think it was actually one of my first interviews as a part of the team, and my first in-person interview, and it was like right around the holidays, and it was just so many giggles and a lot of diet cokes that we. Uh, we had to. I'm going Jeff Forsyth. 
Oh, oh, Heffy was good. That was episode yeah. fifty. Five I zero, think. eh? Yeah, and Ryan, 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 Ryan too, like yeah. baby Rye. That was awesome. Rylan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made Jeff cry that episode. So you did. I did. You did. <laughs> you did. I did. It brought up a little touchy subject there, but yeah, that was a good interview. That that episode literally had us crying from laughter and crying from like emotional. That was a roller yeah. coaster. Yeah, that was a good. Interview. We we went through everything on that episode for sure. Yep. Took us nine hours to get started too because we <laughs> still had the old in person. Oh like, my Garage God. band. It was a disaster. Okay, yeah. Mace. Mace, you can get real funky with it now, but. I kind of know. I think I think I know. We want the funk. Hey, I wasn't there for this one. Oh, there's so many, but no, this one is still the my favorite story that's ever been told on this show. Yeah, the Lost Files, David Alford, (laughs) and Hayden Hopkins. That was Hayden Hopkins. I hope I was hoping someone was gonna take it. It is it is some of our best stories in it's it's honestly one of our best interviews. It's on my Mount Rushmore, I think. If you told me <laughs> I had to pick like like in terms of like it obviously stories, isn't Jim. If I know I'm looking at that now. But uh <laughs> but yeah, they were great. <laughs> they were great. Mace just giving it to him. When... And how about that? You want you wanna know a good story about that one too? We recorded the whole interview, and it didn't record. Yeah, that was we had, a we had to redo second it. time around. Yeah, I remember that. And it was even better, Jim. I think the second time. Oh, that was so good. Second the, time that night. Yeah, the story that was told about the We're kid gonna coming from that. We're gonna repost that. The kid I don't coming from Newfoundland. And telling Elf that he has never seen or never skated on an indoor hockey rink before and he's coming <laughs> to play in the Outlaw League. My goodness. No, dude, Elf's we we might have to have Elf back on Chim. He's refing OHL games now. Yeah, like, we will. Like for sure. But honorable mentions. Cody Bellinghurst needs yes. to be mentioned. Yes. Mm-hmm. Coach Desi was a great interview. Cam Lazat. Yep. yep. That was a good one, too. Yep. Mayor I, Paul Lefebvre. Craig Reve. Yeah, Craig Reve. Tristan Renault left us just shocked when he was yeah, talking to us game about golf. Lot, his first one. Winter yeah, a lot goal. of good nuggets. Um, Gigi LaRock was one of my favorites, yeah. too. Also, another golf one, Jim, that was all time was Evan and Ward. <laughs> that was that uh, all time interview. All time yeah. interview. Mason's house there, so that was we had some fun there. <laughs> Braz Old Tom is underrated. Yep. It was Very so funny too. Mm. Yeah, Conyan, Conyan, Lando, all those guys. Duty. Oh yeah, Duty's good. I had Turi I... as well. I yeah, feel like that one was a good one. Even Lando was good. Lando was good. Brent yeah. Lord Apolloni. Lord Apolloni. Apolloni. Yeah. Where were you for that one, Tom? Not there. Um, Chris Andrew Danica, Roca, the Red Bull, yeah, Danica, the Red Bull. Yeah. I also had over uh, 130 good ones. Only one has never been listened to. 
Yeah, I think that one's actually a lost file too. I don't know where that one is now. <laughs> it's like, we have one unreleased episode. <laughs> I remember that. Is this All the time. one where this is the one where we're like, Chib, you're texting the group, like, can we get it out? And it's like, ah yeah, next week. Yeah. And then we just never <laughs> just got it out. Push it off. Yeah. <laughs> it is now twenty twenty four. And you we record that one, I think, in twenty twenty. I was with you for that one, right, Jim? It was just we were all on there. No, we were all on there. Yeah, we're not going to say who the individual was. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they would even know if it was out or not. (laughs) So (laughs) I four pack guests, I don't think they really count as a an episode guest, but Gate fourteen. Yeah, they came on. Yeah, they were good too. Tom Rakingford, they really popped off too. Yeah, yeah. I think they only had a couple thousand followers at the time. I could yeah. be wrong on that, but there's a BTB bump there. <laughs> Thanks, Gate Fourteen. Yeah, you need yeah, you're welcome. We guys. gotta get on their show. How do we get on their show? I mean, uh, we go to a game. We go to a game with them. Yeah, we gotta go kind of to opening, a game right? with them. Oh, that would <laughs> that would be any. Did you imagine? No. <laughs> yeah, Jim. I think so you, many and Johnny, you and Johnny would vibe. You and Johnny. Me and Avery are kind of like the calm, you know, like cool guys. Like you and Johnny got the gas and the energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of good one, boys. And many more to come. Many more to come on uh, on BTV. We're not even close to finishing the guest. So that was a four-pack, Tom. On to we missed it. I just have one thing. Shout out to Silas Swords and Team Canada Women's Basketball for qualifying for Paris 2024 Olympics. Tom, she's in high school. You know, yeah, she's right front center of that graphic too. It was awesome. Like, I don't know if you checked out her highlight package. Uh, she is nasty. <laughs> yeah, she can hoop. Well, dude, playing it at the national level, come on. Yeah, way, way better than me hucking it Monday nights. I had I had two things on my list. You did a great reel for the UNB Reds men's team being thirty and zero. I know we're texting McKay about it. Thirty and zero. Dude, like they haven't lost since like last year or whatever. If they lost in preseason, or I don't think they lost in preseason though, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. Thir- so like thirty and all. Yeah, their loss goes back to dated last year. So that was a great reel. And one other shout out, buddy. We'll have a because it is public knowledge. We'll have a wedding to go to very soon. Oh, Tom. Yeah. This yeah. Is, friend this of the show. Quite the miss. On, on uh, I picked him in my four pack as one of my favorite interviews. Close buddy of mine and obviously yours. You found out and then you called me. You have to call them. I'm like, okay, what's going on? He's like, no, no, all is good. Call them. So Demier Giroux and I guess soon to be Riley Giroux. Um, it's got a nice ring to it, eh, Tom? Nice little ring to it. That's crazy that I just said that. Yeah, I had a little FaceTime, and you found out kind of first, and then you told me to give them a call. Um, first, the friend group, buddy. I think they were minus 10,000 for uh, odds within our friend group to get engaged. Next one on the front runner, probably Brett and Abby. But, hey, we'll celebrate uh, Dom and Riley first. Um, love them both. It's going to be a power couple. And... Uh, yeah, those pictures were phenomenal on the beach. It, it was all time because I FaceTime them. Riley shows me the ring on the finger. I start freaking out. And I'm like, Riley, as if you said yes. And then she goes, he, he didn't even really ask me. I'm like, what? <laughs> so Dom just kind of like assumed, what? like, you know, like the question. I don't really know how it goes. Like, when I you guess, propose, will you marry me? Yeah. 
yeah, like he didn't really ask that question. She just like kind of said Got yes it. without. Yeah, so it was a kind of funny joke, and he's like, "Come on, Rye!" Like they were just giving it to each other, but like that's their uh, that's their relationship. I was like, I "That is amazing." He asked at a different time or whatever, but um, yeah, man, wedding season's coming up with our friend group, and we're getting towards that age. It's kind of scary. So wild. That's all I got, buddy. Wild. Yeah, no, that was no, it was awesome. Um, it was awesome chatting with them, and you know, obviously, so happy. For them, a long time, uh, long time coming uh, for them. So, yeah, they've been together uh, forever, man. I can't remember yeah. the last time uh, they weren't together. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's she's. They're they're great. They're great, uh, great friends here of the pod, and uh, and we uh, we love them so. Cannot wait uh, to see that uh, go down. And I told Riley this too because she doesn't call me too often, but I know when I get a call from her, it's been twice, twice I yeah. got a call from her. And I know once when G got when G uh got called up to the NHL and this one to announce well I had, uh, had the third one when Zach got traded to Subray. Yeah. You got a phone call for that too. Like when she calls, it's there's some news. Hey, you gotta pick up the phone. So yeah, you gotta love it. You gotta love uh, it. It was uh yeah, it was awesome. So uh great chatting that uh, chatting with them and uh and big congrats. So that uh, there we go, Tom. That is gonna do it here for um, week one forty six of Behind the Bench. Take care to everyone. Thanks for Lily. Yeah, uh, thanks to Lily for coming on the pod. All our sponsors, we love you. Uh, and stay tuned. There's a lot uh, up here on the horizon for BTB, and uh, we'll be in touch. Love y'all. Good.